Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. Episode number 144, Get Your Brain in the Libido Game. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining me for today's episode. We're going to talk about a few different things today, but it's going to be about how effective our brain is when it comes to our libido, especially our desire to be intimate. And I think sometimes we underestimate how intricately involved our thoughts are when it comes to desire. A lot of times my clients come to me and they are frustrated, feeling like there is just something wrong with them. They don't have the desire to be intimate. They don't want to think about it. They're just not interested in intimacy. And we're, I'm going to share a few stories and a few things that happened this last week that led to an incredible experience. And I want to offer that that is available for everybody who's listening to this. And so we're going to talk about them. So the first story I want to share is just something that happened earlier today. And and I actually, this is not super related, but I just wanted to share that I found something in the garage. My Actually, my husband did. He found something in the garage today. It was just a little note card that I had written in 2020. And it said, skills to learn in 2020. And on there, it said, produce a podcast. So I knew I would have to kind of go through the motions of learning the ins and outs of producing a podcast. The other one was to produce a course. I wanted to make a course that was about intimacy and the different aspects and how life coaching is involved and how our thoughts are intricately and intimately included. They're foundational. And so that was on my list for 2020 was to produce a course. And in parentheses, I wrote just the intro. (laughs) I was being so generous with myself to say like, okay, just get started on the course, like just work on the intro. And then the third thing on there was like, start a membership and include, you know, a platform like Zoom or something. And it's funny to look at this list today and say, oh my gosh, I've done those things. And I just wanted to start this episode off by encouraging anybody who has goals, who have desires to accomplish something, whether it's in business or with your family or in your career or in your marriage, that sometimes just writing a goal down and starting the work on it you may not realize that in a couple years, you just look back and you're like, I've done those things. That's amazing. Like those were just my notes and my goals a couple years ago. And now I'm on the other side of it going, oh my gosh, this is awesome. So for all of you who are working on a goal or a couple goals, like just keep at it. It is so fun to be able to see the efforts of your label labors. Now. The one of the stories I wanted to share was a conversation that Nick and I had with some friends of ours recently. It was just a few days ago. 
And we were in the thick of talking about life coaching. They had a lot of questions about it and, you know, how effective it really was for us. And did we really enjoy it? And just a lot of questions. They were pretty new to the concept of life coaching. And, and so we were able to talk through a lot of different aspects of it. And towards the end of the conversation, I was asked a question that I had actually never been asked before. And the question was this, does life coaching help you live a better life? Now, my brain went nuts. <laughs> my brain loved it because it was like, Ooh, this is a new question for you. Like, this is exciting. I want to give you the answer. My, I have a million different things. Like so many thoughts were coming up to the forefront of my mind and it was happening so fast. I actually did not know how to answer. And I found myself kind of stuck for a second. And so I just blurted out. Yes. <laughs> yes, it does live, help me live a better life. And, but I knew I was going to circle back later on in my own mind to this question because my brain was working so hard. And I said, I've got to come back to this and see what my brain gives me as the answer. And so we finished out the conversation and, you know, we're able to talk about some other things. And so later on that night, I was like, okay, time to get back to that question. And and so I did, I allowed my brain to kind of go down that path again and think about it. And all the thoughts came again. And I was actually really surprised and kind of taken back with the answer that my brain delivered to me because I was like, this is true, but I've never thought about it in this way until somebody asked me a question that I hadn't been asked before. And the answer that my brain delivered me was, yes, it does help you live a better life. But then this was kind of like the extra cherry on top. It says not only live better, but love better. And I actually got super emotional as my brain gave me this answer, like, because I hadn't put those two together. Yes, life coaching does help me live a better life. There are so many aspects of my life that are so much more fulfilling and I feel so much more authentically me because of life coaching. And of course, it has improved my marriage and our relationship and intimacy. But what I didn't totally make the connection for myself was that I love better. I love my husband way better than I did before life coaching. There is no doubt. The skills that I've been able to learn from life coaching and the self-coaching model have been foundational in helping me love him better for who he really is and for his journey on earth and all the things he wants to explore and learn and create and develop. And because I now had the tools for myself, I could now just love him so much better. And I can't even believe the results of all that. And so I just wanted to offer that out to you because when we are able to feel like we're doing a good job loving others and we're able to feel that emotion of love, 
and feel that we're doing a good job with love, that feels amazing. And it doesn't mean that we still don't have challenges that come up or times when we definitely don't agree and we don't see eye to eye. And we those things always come up and they will forever come up. But being able to have access to love in a new and improved way that feels way more whole, way more complete, not forced, is an amazing thing to an ex- to experience. And so I just wanted to say that as each of you start to apply life coaching concepts and skills and challenge your thoughts and say, why am I thinking this? There are a lot of better thoughts I could be thinking about myself or my husband or my kids or whatever it is. And I could be and feel more love. Man, that's that's an amazing place to be. So yes, life coaching helps us live better and it helps us love better. And for all my spiritual people out there, I'm definitely one of them. We talk about love, right? It's all over the scriptures. Love is huge. And so when we start to be able to have the skills to think more in love and what would love do? How can I embody love? How can I be love when I show up in this particular situation, even challenging situations? Man, that's a game changer. And it it also helps us feel like we are really tapping into that spiritual side of us and and doing what we would want to do with our spiritual goals and our spiritual life. So it's really a beautiful and deep connection that life co- life coaching can help us improve and increase in spirituality as well. Now, the third story is the main one I wanted to share because this one came so unexpected and it has just blown my own mind. <laughs> and so I wanted to talk about it because I was like, okay, this is, I've talked about it in so much detail and in, in other arenas, but man, this is awesome. So in my bedroom hangs a little quote that says, and perhaps the best present is to be present. And so I see this quote pretty much every day. And some days it really sinks in with me. And I think about it quite a bit. And other days I forget that it's there. But it's been on my mind a lot lately and how important being present is. And how in today's world, a world of distraction and a million things pulling for our attention that could easily draw us away from keeping our marriage a priority that being present might not be something we're familiar with or even know how to do. This is, again, why life coaching is so valuable. It teaches us to be present, to be mindful of the moment and the thoughts that are going through our mind in the moment. And that type of awareness is a major skill. It's awesome. The ripple out of effect of just being able to do that one thing alone is incredible. And so it also reminded me of 
my own experience with intimacy in the beginning of our marriage, where I was super distracted a lot. I have a very busy brain and it can think a lot of different things at the same time. And so it takes me being very mindful of my thoughts in order to really channel it and stay focused. And so I realized that in intimacy, my brain was all over the place. I was thinking about the to-do list, the menu for the week when I was going to go grocery shopping, so many things, things that had to do with the kids, things that had to do with my health. Just, I mean, my favorite one is like, I would remodel and redecorate the house <laughs> in the middle of our lovemaking sessions. It still cracks me up that like, that's where my brain would go. Not that we were in the middle of remodeling. We weren't. Oh, anyways, but this is what our brain can do. It can easily be sidetracked. We can easily just feel like there's just too many things that need to get done and need our attention. And we think there's no more room to focus in on intimacy and to actually take the time to think about it. So for me, that was very important to realize that, hey, I'm distracted during intimacy. I'm not present even like 20%. You know, I'm like, I'm physically there, but my brain is everywhere else. That means that my emotions are also checked out. If I'm mentally checked out, not in a bad way, like I'm trying to disconnect. It's just I'm busy, a busy brain. That means my emotions are checked out too. That means I'm not paying attention to actually what is physically happening. And so this can make the intimate experience um, one that you kind of go, well, what's the big deal? Like, why all the fuss, especially for the husbands, right? But we realize that we're kind of just having, we're, we're going through the same experience or the same actions, but the husband is having one experience and the wife is having a different one. Does that make sense? But this happens all the time. It's so true. And I think sometimes we don't even realize it. I remember talking with a couple um, about a month ago, and this just blew their minds, especially for the husband. He's like, I had no idea that the experience for my wife was just so different than mine. Not that it was like bad and horrible. It just wasn't what my experience was. And that thought had never even crossed his mind. So it's interesting to see how this plays out in our lives, right? If we're constantly a mom, like we're a mom for a long time. <laughs> and so if we don't have this realization that we're thinking of the to-do list during intimate experiences and don't challenge that, we may never, or we may really struggle to ever feel desire, to have that natural part that says, I want to be close to my husband. I want to get intimate with him, not just like I need to because it's been a few days or he really wants to and I want to be a good wife, but act to actually tune into that side of ourselves for ourselves. When we can do that, something amazing happens. So I want to talk about something that happened the other night that's related to this. I think Nick and I had worked 
crazy hours. We don't usually do this. We're usually pretty aware of our time and our schedule, but we just had a lot to do. And we were just all over the place, even with the kids. Everyone had things to do, places to be. And we worked kind of into the night after the kids were in bed. So by the time we went to bed, neither of us were really expecting anything to happen sexually. And so the expectation was not there. We were wiped, both of us. So thinking that I would just fall asleep easily, I was surprised that when an hour later, my mind was spinning. I was just thinking a million things. And I was like, I cannot sleep. I had horrible insomnia. So I started thinking about intimacy because it's a topic I choose to think about on purpose quite a bit. And I want I want to just pause there for a minute because it's not that I think about it naturally all by myself and don't have to put any effort or work into it. I do. And so this night when I had insomnia, I decided to think about intimacy some more, even though I think about it quite a bit. And it's obviously what I coach on, but I wanted to think about it some more. And I wanted to think about the impact of thoughts on my experience with intimacy. I just wanted to think about it. And I didn't have any goal in mind. I just wanted to allow my brain to think freely in whatever direction it went. And so I found that I started thinking about what I could do before having an intimate experience with my husband that might make it even more fulfilling for me and make me feel like our connection was even deeper. And so I kind of started asking myself that question, like, what could I do? What could I do before this experience that would help? Maybe is there something more I could do to relax my muscles and feel calm and not feel stressed? Or if there's something really on my mind to make sure I write it down so I don't forget it. And so I just allowed my brain to kind of run freely with those thoughts. And man, was that a fun experience. And I'm not going to tell you all the things that came to mind because it was just so much. It's amazing what our brain can do when we kind of ask it some questions. It wants to deliver ideas to us. It wants to be helpful. And what I didn't realize or expect is that an hour had gone by and I was just awake and in love with all the new ideas and thoughts that my brain delivered to me. I was so grateful. Like, this is awesome to think about. Now, I want to point out what I did not think about, because some of you might be thinking, oh, she thought about sex positions, and that's what got her into the mood. And actually, none of that was included. And so I want to point out that by the end of the hour of just my brain thinking what I could do for myself ahead of time, by the end of that hour, my desire to be intimate was the highest it's ever been in my life, ever. And that shocked me. I wasn't expecting that. I didn't go in 
to that evening, that hour, thinking like, this is what's going to happen. I had no idea it was coming. But by the end of that hour, I was like, oh, my goodness, because I have such high thought awareness during this moment, during this hour, I've just been paying attention to my thoughts and having that heightened awareness because they were all beautiful thoughts that I created and that my brain created and I was able to entertain them. My desire to be intimate was through the roof. And what's fascinating about this is that Nick was asleep. It didn't depend on what Nick was doing in that moment or what he had done earlier that hour or earlier in the day. My desire that I had generated wasn't even really connected to that. So Nick wasn't involved in like, hey, you feeling a little frisky tonight? Like there was none of that. There were no expectations. There was no sense of like, I need to get in the mood because it's my duty so I could be a good wife. There was none of that. There was no pity of how long it had been. Like that didn't even cross my mind to try and figure out if it had been long or short, if we had just done it or none of that. I did not think about several sex positions. In fact, I don't think I thought about any. And there was no um, fantasies, no kinky stuff, nothing taboo, um, no pornographic thoughts that came through my mind. And why am I telling you guys this? It's because we don't have to think those things in order to generate the feeling of desire and strong desire. You don't have to think about those things. I think a lot of times we think, oh, my, I'm going to have to go there in order to generate desire. It's not true. Don't fall for that. <laughs> we get to generate desire within ourselves. This is amazing. You get to think about your intimate relationship with your spouse and envision it the way you would love for it to be, the way that it's the most meaningful to you and how you could take things to a deeper emotional level, not necessarily a sexual level, a deeper emotional level. And when we allow our brain to think about those things, we're going to come up with ideas maybe we've never thought about before. And again, doesn't mean things that we don't want to do. It's things that we would want to do. That's because it's in, we're in our own brain. Now, when we have a high desire, when we are actually feeling like, oh my gosh, I I want to be intimate. That's exactly what happened to me. I was like, I looked over at Nick. I'm like, I hope he's awake. <laughs> and I was like, darn it, he's asleep. And I was like, if he doesn't wake up in the next 10 seconds, I'm going to wake him up because I cannot deny like these these intense emotions at this point. I was like, and he'll be happy if I wake him up for this. So amazingly, I'm sure Nick somehow sensed it because he rolled over and I was like, game on. It is on. So we definitely were intimate at that time. And I want to just share with you that I, because my desire 
was so intense and so high, the experience was so much better. It was so much more fulfilling. And all the pleasure parts in my brain were like, yes, yes, yes. This is amazing. Intimacy is amazing. You definitely want to come back for more of this. And you might want to repeat this process next time to generate this level of desire. And I was so grateful to have such an amazing experience. I felt so connected to that emotion of desire and just experiencing intimacy to its full capacity with none of those other things involved, just what some people would call vanilla, <laughs> very vanilla, but some of the most amazing emotions were included in the ex in that experience. So now I can take some of those ideas that came to me during that hour that just filled me with love and beauty and desire, and I can just put them into practice. I can set them up. I can do them. They're not hard things to do, but Nick doesn't need to be involved in any of them. It wasn't like it was a list of all the things Nick needed to do so that I could be in the mood. That's not how it worked. It was things I could do easily for myself. And so I just wanted to offer to you that this is so available to us. It's available. And sometimes we just need a little bit of instruction in how this can be done. And so just as a reminder, on my website at Shelly.AndersonCoaching.com, we have the Restoring Intimacy mini course. This is only $20. I know a lot of you have already taken it, but there's still some of you that have not jumped into this mini course. It's less than an hour and you will get so much valuable information. And the other option is also to consider the membership, the Make It Meaningful membership. That's only $39 a month. And we dive into stuff deeply so that we can tune into who we are and show up in our relationships way more authentically with skills, skills that make relationships work. So this next week, I want to see if you can give yourself a little bit of credit for the progress you're making towards your goals and to really try being present in the moment and to allow your mind to really think about what you would like to create with your intimate experience that would make it more beautiful or more romantic or more meaningful for you on an emotional level and see what that does for your emotions. Be aware of your emotions while you do that. Because remember, the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you will join me again next week.